Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up, and welcome. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, here at Infinity Studios. Welcome to another episode of the 209 till infinity podcast. As always, it is your boy, different, 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 different DJ Billy A. And across the way from me, it's finally across the way from me. It's my man, 50 grand. Get up on your mic and tell him who you am, my friend. Who I am? Yes. Where I've been? Yes. Who I've done? No, wait. Uh, yeah, no, we'll probably pass on that part. Yeah, no, leave that out. Uh, who you are and where you've been, I'm good with. What, who you've done? That's a... Uh, what is going on, y'all? It is your boy, Savage O'Malley, a.k.a. Big Skis, a.k.a. Drillbit, a.k.a. Suckerfish Sav, a.k.a. Old Dirty Sav, a.k.a. Big Nasty. Yes. A.k.a. I need a little energy drink right now. Okay, crack that bad boy open, dude, because we're about to put in work. It has been way too long. So we are back from spring break, Easter vacation, uh, podcast, hiatus, whatever the hell you want to call it. It's been about probably, what, a month since we've done this, maybe? Well, it's been, we're only, we missed two weeks. Two weeks, okay. Because what, basically what happened was, um... We were supposed to record. Yes. And you went and were showing a property because you're like basically realtor of the year. Uh, if anybody's checking your true. socials, yes. anyone's Please. checking your socials. Yeah. And uh, you, I think it was on a, a, a Friday, you showed a property. I and then on it, Saturday, yeah, you I showed it Thursday. Thursday. And then Friday, yeah. you called me and you were like, hey, just a heads up, I showed a property yesterday, and they just called me and said that they have COVID. Right. So right. I was in the house with them. I was next to them, but I wasn't, like, on them. But Right. And so we had, A, 
your PTSD from getting other people sick during yes. Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. As we've talked about before, yeah. my mom spends a good amount of time here. Right. Um, which is uh, now half of the studio is Mama B's room. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so um, you were like, hey, I just want to let you know. And then we also had Easter coming up. So there was a lot of couple things. So we were like, yes. And, and, and most importantly, and I think that we've talked about this, unfortunately, with this. I think the pandemic was officially ruled over now. I'm not really sure. I, I think I heard that at some point. Anyway, uh, what we've dealt with with this entire thing is, yeah, you'll feel fine for two or three days. You'll test negative, all of yeah. this stuff. Yeah, oh yeah. And then three days, four days down the road, you're like, shit, I'm positive, but you've been around people. So yeah. we decided let's just take it easy. We'll wait and see what happens, and we'll push it back a week. Right. And then we normally record on Saturday. Correct. And then, um, so within the next weekend was Easter. Yes. So we didn't record because it was Easter weekend. We were already on right, spring break. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and as we've talked about before, uh, our schedules and our lives are so in, entwined right now or intertwined that yes. uh, sometimes it gets a little more difficult sometimes depending on what we're dealing with or whatever. Yeah. Uh, um, the Sacramento Kings, as we've talked about a little bit this year. Yeah. Uh, have been playing out of their mind. They are uh, in the playoffs. They ended up being the three seed. And the playoffs opened this week, April 15th. Yes, they King's did. first playoff game in 16 years. So we were set to record this weekend. We normally record on Saturday. Right. So I hit up Bill and I was like, hey, I know we're supposed to go this weekend, but just a heads up. Yeah. The Kings game is probably going to be Saturday or Sunday. I'm not sure which day it's going to fall on. Right. But whatever day it is, I'm right. going. Right, right, right. I'm a season ticket holder. You know, we've talked about you enjoy sports. You are, uh, you are, you like the Kings. You like the A's. Right. right? We've talked about that. But uh, as far as the global uh, sense of sports fandom, yeah. I eclipse you mightily. Yes. Oh, 100%. So yeah. you know how much important this is to me as a Kings yeah. fan. Uh, so I was like, I'm going, dude. Like, this is why me and my buddy Eddie, 10 years ago, we decided to become season ticket members, support the team that's they when the new management took over. We're supporting this team. We've been season ticket holders for that long. Right. So we were going. Work. Unfortunately, definitely unfortunately, uh, you had a uh, a uh, funeral service that you needed to attend yesterday. Yeah, we had a celebration of life for uh, for my wife's aunt in San Jose. So, so not only am I not the big, massive sports fanatic that you are, I'm definitely not on your level. I didn't even watch the game. Right. Like I, it, it, even if I'd been home, I don't have television. Like I, I cut the cord ten years ago, probably the same time you bought your season tickets. I cut the cord and walked away from cable and went to strictly Netflix and Hulu. And I do not pay for the extra sports packages. So the only time that I watch a full Kings game is if I'm actually in the arena. I have not seen a complete full Kings game. I've not sat down on a couch or in a bar or at someone else's home and watched a full game in over 10 years. And that goes for the A's. I goes NFL, NBA, MLB, none of it. So, but... This game's so important. I'm at a celebration of life, and we're having dinner. And, and I'd, I'd be remiss. I'd be bullshitting you if I didn't tell you I didn't have my phone on checking the score about every five to ten minutes. And just for watching the score, I was fucking sweating. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, it's neck and neck the whole damn way. What the hell? Like, you guys are killing me. Thanks for being here. Bill looks really bothered. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's 
He's very sad right now. Yeah, he is. He's... Sorry for your loss. Yeah. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just was constantly upping my phone during dinner while so, we were eating. So, uh, to, to copy or to uh, piggyback on that, the Kings game actually fell on Saturday. Yes, it did. So, it worked out in the sense that the thing that you needed to attend was on Saturday. Correct. The Kings game was on Saturday so that we were able to be here and record today on Sunday. So, good to be back and it is. uh it and, is good and, to be uh, back it feels like it's been forever man yeah, like you miss a couple weeks so we haven't recorded for two weeks but the last episode that actually went live the last live new episode would have been three weeks ago correct so that's a long time man that is a long time when when you know for the most part now we've had our off our off weeks but for the most part we're pretty steady with every monday for the last five years pretty pretty damn regular i would say I would say that we were pretty damn regular. Like, no, 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 no. We were absolutely regular. We're at, we were as regular as uh, it, whatever, however, whatever regular thing popped in your head right now when I said that. That's how regular we I'm were. I'm a regular guy. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and and I'll be honest. You changed jobs. I changed jobs. Yes, this is all our true. worlds changed. This is true. And I would say we've become a little less regular. Yeah. During that time, not like, man, there hasn't been an episode for six weeks unregular. No, not not quite. But there. like you know where like we didn't really miss a week. Like I think we always had like the a certain amount of episodes every year, and then except for like we had like one, like we missed one week because right. of something happened right. that was major, but. For the most part, we still maintained uh, fairly regularness. Yes, regularity. Well, because even during even during COVID, we 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 were we were on the phone. We like were it. doing it via iPad, and I think that's really what changed the game for us. Was you and I both realized, look, man, the quality's not there. This shit when we when we record over the phone, we found it was a little better when we recorded via FaceTime. Uh, but even that wasn't great. The energy wasn't there. The the spontaneity, the back and forth just wasn't the same. So once we we both came to the agreement, like, look, this is bullshit. We don't want to do this anymore. I think that's when it started really becoming a little more freaking. When you throw in the fact that we changed jobs and our lives just got more hectic and a little more crazy in the last year, year and a half. And then you factor in the fact that you and I both were like, yeah, no, no more of this over the phone no more of this FaceTime <laughs> bullshit. That's what really, because we could always be like, hey man, I can't get there. I'm sick, whatever. All right, call me at six o'clock. We'll get on the phone and do it. We cut that off. Well, I think what happened think that's too. That's a big part of it. Right. And I think part of what happened too is is the last, and in, in, in we were trying to do that a little bit. Yeah. When we were in the midst of our worst storm season in like 20 years yes yeah so yeah, that yeah, the, yeah. The, the signal was weird the yeah. internet was in and out it was like we yeah. were like really trying to grind it out and so it it didn't can't come out to certainly what we would like as as our uh you know put your best foot forward or your best plate on the table whatever yeah, you like to sing um but but i do think that uh uh i will say this for the people that Always reach out and be like, yo, where's the episode? Man, I appreciate you always looking forward yeah. to that every Monday. Yeah. Um, so the good news is, hey, it's Monday. You're going to have an episode. Yes, it is. Yeah. And and you know what? I I, I still stand by the fact that, you know, we, we appreciate everybody that's waiting for the episodes and wants to hear them. But I think that they're going to appreciate us putting our 
putting our best foot forward and wanting to give them the highest quality, best produced episodes that we can. You know, it's going to be worth the wait because also being that we've gone this extra two weeks, we got a lot of shit to talk about in these next few episodes, man. I mean, when you talk about sports, you're talking about movies, you're talking about television, you're talking about life. We've got a lot to pack in in these next three. So uh, what I want to tell all the loyal 209 Pod Squad listeners out there, buckle up your seatbelts, hold on, because we're going for a ride, kids. And the next few are going to be good solid amazing i promise i promise i do want to tell you this yeah so yesterday and and i'm gonna dig in on this real quick yes i went to the king's game game one right gold one center so this is sunday we are recording this sunday april 16th so saturday april 15th was game one sacramento kings versus golden state warriors at Golden One Center, Sacramento. Huge deal for Sacramento. Mr. 50 Cent himself was seen wandering around the town and sitting courtside at the game. Hey, 50 Cent was there. Barry Bonds was there. Mm-hmm. Um, we had tons of the Bobby Jackson, Vladi Divac, Jason Thompson, Jason Williams was there. Oh, was he nice? Um, so that's one of the biggest things they said is all those former Kings were there. And I guess they didn't mention them on ABC. They didn't even show them. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is, you know, kind of a shot in the face where, cause they were like, oh, if they were golden state, they would have showed all these people. Right. Yeah. Uh, E40 was there. He got kicked out. Did he really? Yeah. He got kicked out. There's a, there's what was a, he doing? Well, here's the thing. There's Did he a, say, we're going to beat your ass. We're going to beat that ass. <laughs> uh, well, here's the thing. And, and, and I don't know. Obviously, I wasn't there. I wasn't sitting next to 40, unfortunately. Bummer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, basically. He is our people, by the way. Yeah. He basically, all, all I know is that there was, he had said something to somebody. Okay. Security got called. Yeah. There was an altercation, like a verbal altercation. Uh-huh. He got asked to leave. Right. And so he got escorted out. Of course, he's E40. People know who he is. So the cameras were all out watching the things, right? Sure, of course. And uh, of course, today, uh, he is claiming racial bias. Uh, and, okay. you know, yeah. uh, you know, security sees a black man in an, in alter, in an argument with a white woman. So the black man get asked to leave. Uh, yeah. He put out this statement today. And here's all I'm going to say is uh, we've, I don't know if we've talked about it here. There's always three sides to the story. Oh, 100%. What you said happened, what he said happened, and what really happened in the middle. Right, yeah. So my guess is this, and this is what I will say. If it is racial, right? Yeah. That's going to come out. Yeah. Because somebody in that section is going to be like, no, this lady was out of control. Oh, right, yeah. And, and, And the kings will do whatever to make it right. Yeah. If it wasn't racial and 40's claiming this, that's a bad look on him. Right. Throwing the race piece at because he's trying to basically dog out Sacramento as like a, you know, this, you know, whatever. Right. So in this day and age, yeah. The, in a situation like that where there's people everywhere, yes. the truth will come out 100%. Yes. Yeah. So I hope it wasn't racial. And if it was and someone was being out of control, then that needs to be held with, dealt with. I don't care if they're season ticket holder or not, then they need to not be coming back. Right. Yeah. Right. At least for now. Yeah. Uh, and that's not okay, and they should do whatever they sh- need to do to make it right with Evordy. 
And yeah. if I was E40, I would be like, fuck you guys. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. So anyway, E40 was there yeah. for, for most of the game. Yes. Um, My first thought when you said they threw him out is that he was just, you know, gotten a heated exchange because I know how the Sacramento fans are right now. They're, that's, a, that's a tough... That's a tough building to enter into as an opposing team, let alone an opposing team's fan base. So if you're cheering, cheering for Golden State in the good seats at that at the Golden One Center, I can only imagine there were probably people berating him like, fuck Golden State. You know what I'm saying? Look, like, and I think that that's fine. Yeah, is, is, yeah. And, and this is what I told. Uh, that was the, the first thing that popped the, in my head when you when said I, When I saw out. it and I heard about it, yeah. the first thing I told, because Mad Cyclone hit me up, the first thing I told the Mad Cyclone was he wasn't sitting down, which is why the altercation start or the the ina- interaction started. Okay, like he was just standing up doing whatever he wanted. You know what I mean? So like, there's people mm-hmm. that paid thousands of dollars for those seats. Yes, and you got this dude that won't sit down, and he's probably coming off entitled. I'm E40. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Right. Right. Yeah. I feel like that was probably how the thing started. Probably. That's my guess because when he's in. Golden State, and he's down there on the floor, right? Yeah, he's 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 doing whatever he wants because he's you know. But you're in a away game, dude. Yeah, I can tell you this: Fifty Cent was there. Yeah, courtside. You know what he wasn't doing? Acting crazy. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't. He's all about business. He's a businessman. Yeah, now he, right? He sure is. And, yeah. and I guess so E Forty though, but yeah, E Forty was also at a Total Wine. Yeah, in Arden, off Arden for four hours doing a bottle signing. Yeah. Right, and that's really what Fifty was doing there too. He was promoting his liquor with Bel Air. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. right now Kings one. You can get twenty five percent off any Fifty that. Cent. I saw yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Any Fifty Cent's uh, champagne or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. But th- there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. That E forty was intoxicated. Oh, absolutely. Okay, yeah. and in that in that crowd, right? I shouldn't say absolutely, no. but I'd be guessing. No, he was. Yeah, he had yeah. a, when he got escorted out, he had a drink in his hand. I can tell yeah, you that. Yeah, okay, got you. So, so I'll tell you this: like, you have to understand, right? Like, I've been to Dodger Stadium as a Giants fan. Yeah, you are in a hostile environment. Yeah, you can't just say and do whatever you want. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, the. There's Giants fans that have gotten their ass beat. Like people like oh, Brian Stowe is like disabled permanently. Put that dude in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. like he's he's his life's different now. He's like not the same guy because no. he got his head beat in. Yeah. Because you can't go into a hostile environment and act like an asshole. Right. No, and I'm not, not saying smart. that that's what E40 did. No. But I can tell you that where we were sitting, right? Right. Like and this is what I told my uncle. Right. So I got good seats. I paid for good seats down low. Right. Sold my good seat, my regular seats at a, such a cost that it, that it helped uh, make my my lower level seats a lot cheaper. You funded your lower. I level funded seats. my lower level with my upper levels, right? Correct. Right, because I took advantage of the market. Absolutely, hundred percent. And I told my uncle's like, my, my uncle was there too. Uh, first of all, let me talk about Uncle Vern texting me. I didn't even know he's going to the game. Yeah, this guy is a, a humble man. Yeah, a painter. Uh huh. He's in a suite. Oh, nice. And I was like, where are you at? Because he sent a picture and he looked like he was up top. And I was like, oh, he got seats. Good for him, man. He, he's like, I'm in suite number eight. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. How'd yeah. you get a suite, dude? <laughs> I guess one of the people that he works for works at uh, for Golden One, the bank. Oh, nice. So okay. they have access yeah, they and he suite. invited him out. He said, you know, and I was like, I'm over here in, one, in section 122 down here where the 
I'm down here where the poor people are. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, that is not poor seats. And I was like, all right, well, I'm down here in 122 where the poor people who sold their upper level seats so they could fund the, this is where the, the, the poor people that act like they're rich shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 That's right. where I'm at. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. So in that section I was in, the lady, Kim, yeah. uh-huh. from from Bay Area Roots, my, my dad and her, her dad from the Bay, she's a Warrior fan. Okay. So she had a Warrior shirt on and a Warrior hat, and she mm-hmm. was like, should I be worried? I'll talk my shit. And I was like, and she's not, she's fun. Sure. Right? And I was like, you're fine. No one's going to do anything, especially when you're next to me. And the first thing that we heard for, I don't know, fucking first half an hour we were there yeah they'd see us and they'd be like how's this work yeah <laughs> and i'll be and i said i'll let you know in a week yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? right 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 and, and, and she was fun and she had a good time and it was it was a, it was an insane game yeah it was so good yeah but where we were sitting three maybe five warrior fans okay in a section of 200 yeah, I was gonna ask what was the ratio. Oh, many, it was how many ninety awards? to ten, ninety-five to five, maybe. Okay. Sacramento showed out. I don't know if you saw. Uh, so they, you know, they do the interviews and stuff after the game and whatever. And uh, Harrison Barnes, who is uh, is Sacramento Kings, um, he said, "Let me see if I can find it for you." This is just a fantastic quote. Um, they were talking about the atmosphere of the arena and how it right. was just l- insanely loud and like so they were doing the post game interviews and they were asking Harrison Barnes about the atmosphere and he goes I think when the guys ran out there for just layup lines and how loud it was already in the layup lines yeah everyone got chills and we just fed off that and it never stopped I bet I can only imagine yeah so it was madness, dude. Like I've been to a, I've been to many different sporting events that were very, you know, like I've been to playoff Giants games. I went to 49ers games. I've been to 49er playoff games. I've been to Kings playoff games at Arco. And I think my last night might've been the loudest thing I've ever been at. I can only imagine. Yeah. And there was a point in about the third quarter where I was like, shit. I might not have a voice tomorrow. I'm gonna be like Bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either we try to do this and I go full DOC. Yeah. Or uh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we go do it like this. Yeah, man, we had a great time out there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Ah. But uh, it was a, uh, it, it was an amazing experience. It was um, uh, very uh, emotional for me. Yeah, I can. Uh, for imagine. a lot of reasons. Um, first and foremost, I got into basketball because my dad took me right you know when i was young and that's how i became a kings fan and my dad didn't even really like basketball and he definitely wasn't a kings fan but he came a big kings fan over time because i was a kings fan right and it became something like like that we would talk about was he a golden state warriors fan no he wasn't really i mean he probably was on some level right but he wasn't really a huge basketball guy until i got into basketball at least at least i didn't see it got you got you it was baseball it was giants niners sure you know um and then as he got older uh he would literally watch any sport so yeah i mean i i i I, espn ocho oh my god every rotation (laughs) he'd be like hey did you did you see that uh did you see that alabama louisiana tech fast pitch game softball girl softball no 
No, I didn't. I missed that one. Yeah. 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 He's like, have you seen the cornhole on ESPN? Yeah. Yeah, man. I have seen it. He's, he was watching it, dude. I was watching that PBA, that Pro Bowlers League, man. That shit's on fire right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they was on it, man. Yeah. <laughs> you see that shot in the sixth frame? No, no, dad. No, yeah, I, didn't. I missed that one. Yeah. But I mean, so so there was that. Uh, the fact, you know, and, and we, we, I don't know if we really completely touched on it, right? Like, like I said, like, we, me and my buddy Eddie, we became season ticket holders. We almost lost the Kings. Yes, we did. They were going to Anaheim. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then they were going to Virginia Beach. Then they were yeah. going to uh, Seattle. Seattle was the last. Y- y- yeah. You know, like, and, and the, 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 the city stood up. The NBA stood up for the Kings, and, and, and they ended up staying, and new ownership bought the team, and they built an arena, and, and so... Hell for yeah. for and, and I'll tell you something that Kim said yesterday. She was like, "Man, Kings fans, they're fun, man. They are, they are, they love their team." Yeah. And and and, and of all the all the sports and all the stuff, like I, I Kings fans, the the closest thing that I could probably uh, uh, compare it to, yeah, is probably like how Green Bay Packer fans are. Yeah. Because Green Bay doesn't have anything else. No, no, that's they don't. their team. That's what, all they have. When they play, they roll the streets up in that town. Yeah, it, it shuts down. Like yeah. you, that when they were in the Super Bowl, there were cameras. The, cam was mm-hmm. cameras crews going through Green Bay, and nothing was open. There wasn't a car on the street. You could have heard a pin drop in the middle of the major city because their team was in the Super Bowl. Like it was nuts. I've never seen anything like it. I have seen communities come together. I have seen uh, towns and cities come together and in support. I, I've, I, I have never seen anybody support like Sacramento supports oh, the Kings. And I think we talked about it three weeks ago, the last time we recorded when we talked about the Sacramento Surge, right? And the Sacramento Mountain Lions and all these teams that we, you know, the Monarchs, we supported these teams and came out for these teams because SAC is just so hungry. We're hungry. We want sports. We want a team. We want something we can get behind. Teams hated playing in Sacramento. The team sold out yearly and they had losing teams. Right. Yeah. That's all you need to know. Yeah, you absolutely. go to other places in the country and they're not winning, people don't show up. Yeah, Oakland A's. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's exactly it. Yeah. The Tampa Bay Devil Rays were averaging like 5,600 people one year for home games. Wow. 5,000 for a major league game. Yeah, yeah. They're like begging you to come. Yeah, that's, that's some empty seats in that stadium. Yeah. Kings were selling out when they were 17 and 41. Yeah. In 1996, and, and, you know. And I can remember uh, as a kid, um, well, not a kid now, but it, that the early 2000s team, when they really started getting going, the Chris Webber era, the Vladi Divac era, the Paige Stoyakovich era, we were already selling out. Then when we started making those playoff runs and we became really exciting to watch, you couldn't get seats. You couldn't beg someone for seats like people because that uh, people probably don't young kids don't remember this but there was a time when golden state really sucked if you wanted to watch the kings play you had to get tickets in the bay area to watch them play at oakland arena there were more sat king fans that's why i asked what the ratio was because at one time when the kings played golden state in 2000 and Mm -hmm. 2001 Mm -hmm. at 
Oakland Arena there in Oakland, mm -hmm. there would be just as many, if not more, Sacramento Kings jerseys in the stands because you could get killer seats for a cheap price. I never did that, but I thought about it, and I had friends and coworkers that would go and be like, hey, it's our once a year. We're going to go watch the Kings play in, in Golden State because you can get killer seats for really cheap. And, you know, because the fucking Golden State, just like you were saying, they sucked and their fans didn't show up. I remember this when the in, in those uh, 98 to 2000s, yeah. when the Kings made the playoffs eight straight years, mm -hmm. they literally used to do ticket packages and you would catch a bus full of Kings fans. They would drive the bus all the way to Oakland yeah. for the game. Yeah, okay. I they would see do that. buses. Yeah, and when just the, pack that place full of Kings fans. Back back when I had back when I used to have TV, and I don't know if it was Fox Sports Bay Area or, or CSN, one of them channels that, that on the satellite that ran the Kings games. When they played Golden State in Golden State during that era, there was so much purple in the stands. It was like insane. You would have thought they were in Sacramento, and that's what that's what that's what it's all about, man. We support we we show out. That's why I don't understand. We spend the money. That's why I don't quite understand why we don't have anything else why people keep saying there's no market in sacramento you, there's no they won't support a baseball team they won't support an mls team i'm just like really have you seen the numbers and the stats for the kings i i don't see that being a problem but the statisticians and the number crunchers don't seem to think we're a viable market for anything but basketball, apparently. And I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'd well, love a good baseball team in SAC. I'd kill for one, other than the, the River Cats. I, you know, MLB. Right. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this, man. Uh, so, so the Kings won. Yes, they did. 126, 123. Yeah. Uh, it was an absolute heavyweight fight. Yeah, which is what people expected it to be. It's two of the best offenses in the league, maybe the top two offenses in the league. Right. Um. And, and it was it was kind of back and forth. Yes. I don't know if you knew this, but I, I could tell you this. You, you obviously you didn't see the game. You're watching it on, keeping up with the score on your phone. Uh. There was several times mm. that twenty thousand Kings fans did not agree with the refs. I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. And uh, we may or may not let them know that they suck. Yeah. <laughs> In unison. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and, and, I, and I, you know, this is hard part is sometimes this is how I know I'm, I'm, I'm getting old a little bit is yeah. I'll hear like these young guys behind me and they're just whining and complaining. And I was like, do you even get the game, dude? Like, that's going to happen, dude. You know what I mean? Like, these are the four time champions, man. They're going to get some calls. Yeah, like it's just gonna happen, dude. It sucks. LeBron yeah. gets calls because oh, he's LeBron, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You got to fight through it, and, and hopefully, and, and I get it, man. We're Sacramento. We've been screwed before. Yeah. You know the we lost a, we lost an NBA title in 2002 because of the refs. Right. You know it's documented like they were cheating and, and booking and you know. Yes. So anyway, uh, Kings won. It was the last two minutes was insane. It was like a heavyweight fight, dude. Like Kings would come down. De'Aaron Fox would hit a three. Curry would come back, come off a screen, he'd hit a three, mm. like just boom, boom, like you know, just haymaker after haymaker, and yeah. it was just insane. It was so much fun. It was, um, it was everything that I wanted it to be mm -hmm. when we became season ticket holders nine, ten years ago, whatever it was. Right. And 
we uh you know they were building a new arena and 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 this was exactly what this town needed and then yeah. and deserved and the fans i felt so happy for everybody including you know myself and uh it was just uh it was insane and, and one of my favorite things dude i'll tell you this and this means so much some of them listen some of them don't but and i think i talked about this when they when they made the playoffs right i'm like the kings guy when people think of the kings they think of me right so yesterday like hella people were like hey man congrats that's awesome dude excited have fun at the game bro i know you're excited you know what i mean like yeah 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 that people reached out to me and like hey man i know this is a big deal have a great time enjoy your game bro i hope it's amazing and so uh that meant a lot too you know right so uh it was it was fantastic it was insanely fun um now i just got to figure out if i'm gonna go tomorrow or try to make some profit <laughs> hit that monday yeah 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 <laughs> It's a lot of back and forth, but yes, we'll see. it is. Yeah, man, it's funny because I had a uh, my one of my friends on Facebook, Mark. He lives in the Bay Area, and he's like, "Hey, hey, man, congrats!" He posted on my page, "Congrats on your Kings." You know, congrats on your Kings making the playoffs. But too bad they got to get spanked in the first round. And uh, I just liked it. And my and it, Mark's is uh, his wife and my wife are really good friends, and I met Mark through Amber, my wife. And so he knows I'm a Kings fan. He dropped me that message. And she's like, did you respond? We're walking the dog yesterday in the morning. She's like, have you responded to Mark yet? And I go, nah, I ain't saying nothing till after what happens. I'm going to wait and see what happens in this game because I'm not about to jinx my Kings, man. I got that real, like, uh, I got the, the superstition happening. I'm like, if I get cocky and be like, hell no, if I pull an E40 and go, we're going to beat your ass. You we're going to beat that ass. Hello. And then and then we get spanked. I look like a moron, so I waited. And on the way back, we're leaving San Jose from the, uh, from the Celebration of Life dinner. And it, the game just wrapped up. I can see the score final that we won. And I'm like, yes. And then I went back to his post on my page and I put the Dikembe Mutombo waving his finger. No, 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 not in my house. Then I, then I say, okay, now I'm comfortable enough to get cocky and lay a little something down. But I am not jinxing it. I, I said, I just liked it. And I didn't say shit until after I this first game. Now it's on. Right. But yeah. <laughs> well, I think the beauty of the whole thing was is is you know the Kings got third in the West. Right. They won the Pacific Division. The Pacific Division has the Lakers, the Warriors, the Clippers. Right. Yes. All of these, all these teams are in the playoffs. Right. The entire the entire state of California is in the playoffs. Right. Yeah. Which yeah. has never happened. The no. Warriors and the Kings have never been in the playoffs at the same time, That's ever. Crazy, and that crazy. Warriors yeah. were shit. Kings were shit. Yes. Then the Kings were good and the Warriors were shit. Then the Warriors were good and the Kings, Kings were shit. shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. like our entire lifetime, there's never been a time when they were in the playoffs together. This is the first time and they happened to meet up. Battle yeah. for NorCal, dude. Yeah, I know. It's not insane, man. It's a uh, this is like uh about as big as the that the Bay Bridge series. And know? I could tell you this, it, it, there was there was Warrior fans there and they were running their mouth yesterday. Okay. There was a guy in the bathroom I thought was going to start a fight. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, African-American gentleman uh -huh. had a nice, like, le leather, like, uh, what do you call those, uh, like, high school type jackets? Letterman? Yeah, varsity jacket. Yeah, he had yeah, a Letterman, Letterman jacket, jacket on. Yeah. It was, like, white sleeves. It was red. It had the Warriors logo on the back. Like, yeah. white white pants, red shoes. Like, he was fitted out, right? He was gone. Running gone his mouth. hard. Yeah, okay. Like, y'all got no experience. I might give you one game, but you ain't going to do it. You know what I mean? And yeah. the Kings fans were like, hey, man, let's go. We'll see what's up. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I heard nothing but that kind of disrespect once they found out they were playing the Warriors. Right. Oh, these are the champs. They've got, you know, they've got the experience. And they, and they do. Yeah. They may win the next four games. Right. It's very possible. Like, this is an amazing team that the, Steph Curry is the greatest shooter we probably we have ever seen in basketball. Right. Yeah. And some of the stuff he does is insane. Yeah. Uh, but I, I will tell you this this Kings team, they're not a fluke. No, no. They are very good. And my favorite part about this Kings team, they kept receipts. Yeah. <laughs> they kept receipts. Yeah. Yes, and all did. Kings fans are keeping receipts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Absolutely. Go ahead and run your mouth. Mm -hmm. we're, gonna, we're watching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Kings win. Yes. 126-123. Got a 1-0 lead in the round one. And if you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. Put him to the book and send him to the line. Yes, sir, I wonder man. what happened to Grant Napier. I, I don't know, but those are two... Uh, those are two sayings that are cemented in my brain forever. Whenever I think Kings, I think if you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball and put them in the book and send them to the line. Like, yeah, that was Grand Napier's. Those were his two like kind of claim to fame. His third one that I always remember is he used to always do this. Oh boy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he does. A podcast, a sports yeah, he podcast. Yeah, like, he basically got exiled because of some potential racist things. Yeah, he got he there was a cancel issue. I remember, do yeah. remember hearing about that right one. That was at real. The, at, at the hands of Demarcus Cousins, you know. Yeah, yeah, and it, and, and it was at the pinnacle of when cancel culture was really yeah. like hot. Like people were getting canceled for tweets they did 15, 20 years ago. Right. Like it was, it was hardcore. And I do remember hearing something about that. But I think he still does have his podcast, and I think he talks about the Kings quite a bit on the podcast. All things do come back. Yes. DeMarcus Cousins was lobbying. He doesn't understand why he can't get a job. Yeah. He's essentially been canceled. Right. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I mean, it's, it is it is what it is. It's uh, But yeah, man, what a great feeling. I was so excited yesterday, and I didn't even watch the game. Just tracking the score, and it felt so good to see that final and see us on top. It has been a long time coming for all us ride-or-die, die-hard Kings fans. It's been, uh, we've been waiting on this a long time, so... It feels really good, and I'm happy for the city of Sacramento. I'm happy for all the true ride-or-die hardcore fans that have been waiting for this. It, it feels great, man. It was super exciting, and uh, I was very happy that I was able, able to put the Matumbo gif <laughs> up in the dude's post. On my, go post it on my fucking page, getting cocky, dude. Hey, congratulations, like a backhanded compliment. Congrats on making the playoffs, but too bad we're going to beat that ass, you know, mm -hmm. basically. So I just waited. And... Backhanded compliments, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was really exciting, man. And I, I knew you were there. I knew I knew it just had to be insane. I knew the energy just must have been crazy in there because I think I told you you were like, it's probably the most intense sports event I ever went to. And I said, dude, I can only imagine. You know, a few weeks ago, I just went and watched them play Utah on a regular season game, and I don't think I've ever seen anything so crazy in my life. Like it was the craziest thing I've been to, and it was regular season. Like, well, I well, I tell you what. Kings won the first game, which I mean, at this point, I guess there's really. Only one thing left to do. And what would that be? Well, then I guess there's only one thing left to do. What's that? Win the whole fucking thing. <laughs> Amen to that. Let's go. I'm, a, I'm up for it. I'm definitely down. Let's do that, man. Let's just keep this party going. How incredible would that be, man? 
Can you imagine what the city would do if they take and they win the whole thing? They go to the ship and they win the whole goddamn thing. That city would implode on itself. Here's the thing. Here's the you want to hear the good news or the bad news? Let's start with the good and then roll into the bad. The good news is I've got tickets all the way through. Mm -hmm. As long as they keep going, yeah, I got tickets. That's I got season ticket I got holder. tickets That's... up. I got tickets down. Right. Yeah. So yeah. my my lower level tickets <laughs> that I got. Yeah. I had to commit to buying the whole rack. Oh shit! Okay. I didn't have to pay for the whole rack up front. Right. You pay by round. Right. But you have to commit for the whole rack. Okay. So if they went all the way to the finals, yeah, I'm on the hook for those. Oh shit! Okay. That's gonna cost me in the in the ballpark of 18k. Wow. For the entire thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's yeah. if they every single game's played. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, round one, they charge you for four games: game right. one, game two, game five, game seven. Okay, so you're paid up for the Golden State. Right. Yeah, that's done. Okay, so, so, oh, this so, isn't by game. I'm going. Holy shit, Scott! If they win, you're in trouble. Like, yeah, well, well, okay. well, I mean, yeah, yeah. So, so like, game one and two, yeah, obviously are happening for sure. Yes, of course. Kings could sweep, and yes. there's no game five. Right. Highly unlikely, given the Warriors. But yeah. so game five, we take it. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I hope there's no game yeah. five. Yeah, yeah. Because that means that the Kings won and swept. Because Let's go. So game five is probably going to happen. Right. Warriors are probably going to at least win one, at least maybe two. Who knows? Maybe yes. three. But game five is going to happen. So one, two, five, and seven. Mm -hmm. So they charge you for those. Right. Now, let's say game seven doesn't happen. I'll get that refunded. Right. Or if they move on, then they'll put that towards the next round. Oh, okay. 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 Interesting. So then you pay for the, the, the... I'm already on the hook for the next round. They have my credit card. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I'm subsidizing my upper levels to right. help pay for that. And as if they were to progress, ticket costs are gonna go up. Sure. So that will help. Yes. But ultimately, if I have to go, if not, if I, if, if we're blessed enough, the Kings get all the way to the finals. Yeah. The entire pet ticket package is like total 18K. Okay. So okay. that's pricey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But guess what? Yeah. Let's do it. YOLO, baby. Yeah, hey, bro. Y YOLO, yeah. first of all. Yeah. Second of all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got equity in my house for a reason, right? Yeah, that's we'll, right. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we will refinance. You only live once. Yeah. YOLO, motherfucker. Can't take it with you. No, this is, you, you got that right. You'd never see a U-Haul. I think I've said this quote before. Denzel Washington, you never see a U-Haul following a hearse. You are not taking that shit with you. Mm -hmm. Somebody else gets it when you go into that big, shiny place up in the sky. You ain't taking your fucking goods with you. That's it, man. There it is. So I love uh, it. I love it. Yeah. One of the other. Hey, hold on. You know what? It's been a while. Yeah. All right. It has been a while. I'm going to break a little something on you. It's been a while. Mm. Whoa, Black Betty. Wham, lamb. Transition. It has been a long ass time since I've heard the transition music, and it not just since the last time we recorded. I don't think we've done that in a while. But yes, we are transitioning, my friend. We are. So we're transitioning. Go Kings. That's when the whole fucking thing. Yes. Part of the other thing that didn't happen that what we're about to talk about right now. A movie came out, John Wick Four. Yes. It took me a little longer to get to it, so it actually worked out that we didn't record. Yes. So I we I did see it. We could talk about it. Doesn't and let's rate it one through ten. It's John Wick Chapter Four. Like I remember, one was like 
John Wick chapter two Parabellum. Like, does this one have? Yeah, it says John Wick chapter four. Fuck the Warriors. Okay, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, I knew Keanu was down. I He's knew down. it. He's down. I knew he was a fan. Yeah, is it just John Wick? It just chapter? says John Wick Chapter Four. Okay, because there was one that they put Parabellum or something on. Okay, so this one was just yeah. John Wick Chapter Four. Okay, that's it. No yeah. Parabellum. No. no okay. Excommunicado. I was trying to remember if what was what on that one. Okay, well that makes sense then. So yes, um, Chapter Three was Parabellum. Okay, that was Chapter Three, and I think Two just might have been John Wick Chapter Two. I don't think it had a title. Yep. So for some reason, they felt three should be Parabellum. I'm not 100% sure why, but uh, um, this is, you know what I was thinking as I was driving away from this movie, is this is the, since COVID, since lockdown, this is the first true summer movie season we've had. Like where they're just beating us over the head with blockbuster after blockbuster after blockbuster. I mean, if you think about it, we've already done Creed Mm three. We've already done Ant Man and the Lost Quantumania, and we weren't even officially into summer when those started. Now they've hit us over the head with John Wick Chapter Four. Currently in theaters, we also have. the Super Mario Brothers movie is, mm-hmm. is currently in theaters. There's also the Chris Pine-led Dungeons and Dragons film. Which is doing well. It's doing well and getting good reviews. I haven't checked the reviews for the Super Mario Brothers movie. I know that one's going to be a big hit with the kids. And also, there's supposedly a lot of Easter eggs in there for hardcore gamers. If you're an old school Nintendo head that grew up playing Nintendo, I guess there's a lot of little hidden gems and Easter eggs in that film. But all, uh, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons got great reviews. Creed 3 was reviewed well. The only one that didn't, so far out of all these movies that I mentioned, that didn't fare well with the critics or do as well in the box office was Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. That actually, I made a false statement when we reviewed that. I said, hey, look, it wasn't the best movie, but it's still going to go on to make 600 or $700 million. That's what Marvel movies do. Well, I was wrong in that. That This is actually the first Marvel movie that didn't do well with the critics and tanked in comparison. It, uh... As, as of the last time I checked, it has only made, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania has only made uh, as much, or maybe not quite as much, as the first Ant-Man. Even though it had the biggest opening weekend of any of the three Ant-Man films, it had such a severe drop-off that it's not even going to go on to net as much profit as the first Ant-Man, or it's going to come, it's going to tie with it. Which is insane, because even you and I both gave a fairly negative review of Thor Love and Thunder. Thor Love and Thunder still made between six and seven hundred million dollars at the box office. Like uh, so it's there is definitely uh, some kind of Marvel lag happening right now. Um, hopefully they can steer that ship and turn it around. But uh, yeah, we're not here to talk about Marvel. You and I, I saw John Wick chapter four, right? I can tell you this Super Mario Brothers is at eighty seven million, best second weekend ever for an animated movie. I think there's been a big devo- a void in the market for for kids flicks because I also heard that the uh, and I had no interest in watching. I have no, really no interest in watching the Super Mario Brothers movie either. That would be if it came up on Disney Plus or some shit. I might check it out. But the uh, Puss in Boots uh-huh. did a, they made a sequel to Puss in Boots that was like killing it at the box office and the critics loved it too. Uh, but I think there's been a real void for like traditional straight up kids movies. But this is just the first summer where they're like beating us over the head with movie after movie after movie. Like, you know, the last couple summers we've had the occasional like Marvel flick and maybe a Jurassic Park flick here and there. 
but it, it's been like you and I have had a hard time. Like, what are we going to talk about? Because there just hasn't been. We've already we're on our third movie review already, and we're only in April. <laughs> and unless unless I lost it right there and all those things, y'all, you didn't bring up air. No, no, and I, yeah, which, I saw which, that. Which we're going to talk about. Yes, we will today, talk about but. that. Yeah, uh, great. That was a great movie as well. So, yeah. So JW four, go ahead. Yes, Why don't sir. you start, sir. Um, I loved it. I think uh, I, I've heard a lot of people say that they think this is the best of the John Wick series. I'm still giving the nod to the first one because I like a good origin story. I love the introduction of the character and where you learn who he is and really have those moments where the bad guys realize that they fucked up and how badass John Wick is. I love those moments. Um, so for me, this is definitely the second best John Wick of the franchise, I think. It's really close. I, um, I just enjoyed it. I enjoyed the introduction of the new characters. Uh, I don't know how these guys manage to up the ante on the action in every John Wick fucking film. From the first one to the second one to the third one to now chapter four. They, I, they keep coming up with new ways to blow my mind and have me go like, oh, goddamn, in the theater. I'm like... Um, this movie clocked in at almost three hours. I, w I, I read reviews of where people said they thought it was too long and they were bored. I was never bored. I was shocked how late it was when I got out of the theater because it did not feel like two hours and 40 plus minutes. So with trailers, it was almost three hours. It was a ride from start to finish. Uh, I was exhilarated and into it the whole time. I loved the introduction of the new characters. I loved Donnie Yen's character as the blind hitman who carries a cane, but it's a sword and his name is Kane. Just very simple, but I thought that was a genius move. Uh, I loved the tracker, uh, who I don't know that actor's name, but he was an African-American gentleman who was tracking John Wick and some, for some reason had notes and knew where he would be and knew how to find him and follow him. Um, I love the introduction of that character. So the action, they upped the ante again and blew my mind with the action. I loved the story of this one. I loved the bringing back of the old characters. You got, uh, you've got uh, Lawrence Fishburne's character is back. You've got uh, the guy who owned the Continental is back. Winston. Winston is back. You've got all the great characters from the first ones, plus the addition of new characters. The action blew my mind. I am going to go out on a limb and say, I'm going to make a statement here and you can tell me if you agree or not. I think John Wick is the most original action movie and new creation of a character and a world probably in the last 20 years. I mean, if you think about everything review, everything we review is Marvel, is Star Wars. Everything is a reboot or a sequel or something that came from a comic book or a graphic novel, or an old television show. I mean, when you think about, like, we're, we're excited for the Equalizer movie, right? Those are great films. That came from a TV show. We're always excited for Marvel stuff. Well, that comes from the comic books. We're, we watch The Mandalorian, and we watch Boba Fett. Well, that's all based on the old Star Wars movies. This was an original idea that came out of somebody's head. Somebody said, I'm going to make a movie about a hitman who's in retirement, comes out of retirement, comes back for revenge, but he lives in this world where hitmen have their own hotels and they have their own doctors and they have their own, they basically, there's a world within a world. And I'm gonna say that this is the best original idea 
an action film in the last 20 years. The closest thing, and I was thinking about it after I watched this movie on the way home, the closest thing I could think that even came close in the last 20 years was probably Born. Born came from books, though. Those were novels. But the action in Born blew my mind. But I have recently gone back in the last month and rewatched the first three Borns. And they're still great movies. They do not come close to the action in John Wick. Like, Keanu's just next level with his intensity and the work he put in. You can see that he knows how to shoot those guns. He knows how to load them, reload them, cock them. You can see that he's clearly adept in the martial arts. Uh, he's doing everything he can to make this seem so realistic. And, I, and I'm and i not knocking the Jason Bourne flicks, but that was the closest thing I could think in the last 20 years to, um, to something that I remember seeing the first Jason Bourne, the Bourne identity and going, Oh my God, that was like crazy. Like the action was insane. Possibly. I don't, was it was Die Hard within the last 20 <laughs> no. years? The first no, Die Hard's no. older than that. Yeah. So, yeah. So that Die Hard was probably prior to this, something original that was action. Cause Die Hard laid a blueprint that every action movie followed after that. Right. So I would say for me, this movie's incredible. I give it the 209 cosine. I fucking love this film so much. So much so, I was really sorry I didn't see it in an IMAX and I wanted to go see it again. I would definitely see this in the theater again. Um, it definitely gets my recommendation. If you liked the first three, I don't see how you can't love this one. Um, I, th I thought it had a little bit more story than the last couple sequels being that they in, in, introduce new characters and John Wick is trying to figure out a plan and how he can get out of this life and get himself out of this trouble he's got himself into. Um, yeah, man, I enjoyed it. What did you think? Um, so I thought it was great. I thought it was, uh, it was, it's what I, you know, here's the thing. I didn't walk into, I knew what I was walking into. Right. Yeah, you, you know, know what, what I mean? you're getting with a John Wick um, movie. Yeah. So it's one of those things where majority of the stuff I like, and then you just have to do this, dude. It's, it's, it's this. And it's something that we've kind of talked about, like, just in all the movies we watch. Yeah. I think if you like something... You're willing to overlook certain things that you don't that are that are don't make sense or whatever. Right? Sure, sure. Like there are several things about the like you have to be able to just stop and let yourself be entertained. Oh, 100 percent. Because yeah. it is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, he should have died a thousand. Times. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, like, dude, <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, absolutely. All yeah. of those people are, are, are contracted hitmen who have access to the phone and the network, but they can't hit a shot. Right. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's stuff like that. Um, there's also little things, and I think we've talked about this when I talked about John Wick before, when we were talking about other movies. I love the little things like how as he's like tearing through like, you know, 30 people, he stops, grabs more ammo, reloads. Like he doesn't just yeah. have this unlimited gun that he's no. just, you know what I mean? And that's what the director said. He said, we, we sat down when we created the first John Wick and said, we had a board. What do we love about action movies? What do we hate about action movies? And the first thing that everybody put up on the board is under hate is the good guy never reloads. He just seems to have ammo that never runs out. Occasionally in a movie, he said, if the bad good guy needs to stop for a minute and talk and have a conversation, like maybe they're behind a car and they're like, oh my God, what are we going to do to get out of here? You might see him putting more bullets in the gun. But other than that, 
they never reload. And they said, we turned reloading into part of the choreography. When John Wick's got to do, when he's got to reload, he punches the dude in the face with the empty gun, gets him in a headlock, then reloads, and then shoots him with a headshot. Like, it's all part of the choreography. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. It, yeah. it, it, and it's, it's something that I thought about because uh, over Easter weekend, over Easter weekend, I watched four movies. I cannot tell you the last time Ooh. I watched four movies. Damn. Um, so, uh, but one of them is one of my top three movies of all time, uh-huh. um, which is Shooter. Yes. The Mark Wahlberg, absolute classic. If you haven't seen it, then what are you doing with your life? Right. Um, in Shooter, he gets shot. Right. And you actually see the process of him stopping the the wound right finding a way to get the bullet out of him things that you know you know right you get shot yeah, yeah you're yeah. gonna get shot when the movie like that yeah right and, and so in, in John Wick I was thinking about that like I know they've got the the Kevlar suits and it's blocking suit. your face yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. They did that a lot more in this film. They made sure when he came around corners, he was holding. Because I don't think he did that much in two or three. Like, he'd come around a corner and be holding the suit jacket in front of his face to protect his face. And I went, okay, I like that they're doing that because I don't remember them pulling, doing that in the second or third one. If they did, it was limited. Right. He did it a lot in this movie. Yeah. Uh, so, overall, I would say that it was great i thought it was very entertained uh it is long um and uh as usual the only time i ever realized that it's long is because i'm drinking soda yeah that was my problem when i went too uh it, you know um i even knew it was long and i went into it and i tried to i was able to hold out and and, and but still like i got to probably like 30 minutes 25 minutes left and i was like shit i know I know, dude. I did the same thing. Uh, so there's a post-credit scene, and I did not make it. I, I, I was like, I'm sorry, John Wick. I gotta go. Like, and there's never a post-credit scene in any John Wick films. And in this one, I I always pull up my phone and go now because you never know anymore. They get you now. It's just a given. So I pull up my phone and go, Are there post-credit scenes in John Wick Four? And it said yes, one at the very end. And I went, Fuck, I can't make it. And I ran to the bathroom and peed. I'm like, Sorry, John. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna be there for you, man. But uh, yeah, man, um, yeah, I think you do have to suspend disbelief with this world. This is just a fun action movie, but it's action I don't think we've seen. On the, 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 the true, the, the mark of a great film is that films after will copy. And I think, like I said, Die Hard laid a blueprint. Right. Where, you know, I just watched Air Force One. Air Force One is just Die Hard on a plane, right? right? Under Siege is Die Hard on a boat. Uh, White House Down is Die Hard in the White House. Like, uh, it, but they've there's a formula. They laid that formula, and I feel like John Wick has now laid the formula for movies like Extraction and some of these movies we're getting now. I think you're going to start to see movies with more John. The same way The Matrix did it in 1999, right? They laid they did something completely different that we'd never seen. Well, from that point forward. In movies, everybody knew Kung Fu. Like all of a sudden there was a people complaining like, dude, how does everyone, how does Daredevil know Kung Fu? You know, like everybody was like, wait a minute. Like we don't need Matrix fight scenes in every fucking movie. But once you lay that blueprint and you change the game, then people start to follow it. And I really feel John Wick has done that. Uh, and it's, and I, I just enjoy these films as an action fan. It's funny because I saw a girl on Facebook, and I won't mention her name, but she was like, 
oh my God, I just came out of John Wick 4. I was so bored. It's like, God, he killed like 300 people. And it's just, I, after a while, I just started rolling my eyes. And at one point I thought I was gonna fall asleep. And I'm like, let me get this straight. So you saw John Wick 1, 2, and 3. And you expected, and I, of course I didn't comment. I don't do that. I don't start fights in the comments. Right. But I'm like, what did you expect from four? Did you think all of a sudden this was gonna turn into a rom-com? Like, what, what, what did you, did you think something different was gonna happen after you saw one, two, and three? You went in really expecting the body count to come down and there was gonna be some dialogue and John Wick's wife was gonna come back from the dead and they were gonna ride off in the sunset together. No, it is a John Wick film. When you're at chapter four, you pretty much know what you're in for. If you didn't like one, two, or three, it's time you get off the bus and don't don't go. But then, you know, she made a comment later. But of course, you know, my husband loved it. Well, yeah, that's who it's for. So you stay home. I went by myself. My wife's not into it. Like, it's not her cup of tea. She doesn't mind action films, but she's not into the... Uh, like, John Wick is very over the top, very nonstop. They beat you over the head to where you... I, I'm exhausted at the end of the flick. You know, like, I'm tired. Like, I don't know how 56-year-old Keanu Reeves' ass is pulling it off at this point. But right, like, right. I was tired, man, but it's it's a ride, and I enjoyed every moment of it. Um, I was really glad I watched it. I would recommend to anybody, if you've seen the first three and you enjoyed the first three, I just don't see how you could be disappointed. It, 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 if you saw the first three, yeah. nothing we say is going to make you not watch the fourth one. No, so it absolutely not. It doesn't matter what we think. <clears throat> uh, but if you liked one, two, and three... I, I think you'll love this. I thought, and I've heard people say there was no story. I thought this one had, except for the first one, had the best story. Like I heard people saying, there's no plot. But I liked the whole storyline about in order to get John Wick out, he has to challenge the main guy from the table to a duel. Uh, and then there's somebody that has to sponsor him. He has to get back into his family and become sponsored by the old family that trained him in order to get back in and get the duel with the guy from the high table. I love that whole storyline. I love the storyline of the hitman that, that the table hired to get him, but they were friends. I, Donnie Yen's character. I hope. It seemed like they're setting it up for more movies with him. The blind hitman who wanted nothing to do but protect his daughter. I loved his character. I, at one point when the, the guy's like, kill him. And he's just like, fuck you. Like to hear Donnie Yen say that, I was like, yo, I just love, I, lo I loved his character. Um, I thought it was great. The scene where he puts up the little like uh, doorbell, cause you're, he's blind. And at one point the guys are coming into the room and you don't know what he's going to do. And he starts sticking these things up on the walls. And I, and I, and it wasn't just me. I'm looking around and go, what the fuck's he doing? And then I look around and other people in the theater are like, what's he doing? And then all of a sudden the bad guys come in and it goes, ding dong, ding dong. And he starts popping them off one by one. I just thought that was great. Uh, I, I loved his character. I thought this one had the best story. I will say for me, I thought there were moments in three that could have used some more story. Like at one point when they bring, um, what's her name? Halle Berry's character in, in the third one. And the guy shoots her dog. Uh, luckily, the dog had a bulletproof vest, so he didn't die. But Hallie gets pissed, and they go on a big shooting spree for forever. And I just remember there were points where I was like, yo, can we stop? Can we pump the brakes for a minute and have some dialogue and talk? I don't remember thinking that in this one. Like, I thought that there was plenty of moments where the characters got to say what they needed to say. And, 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 and the less Keanu talks, the better. And I read an interview where they said he was actually scratching out dialogue. Like, he, he removed 
some of his dialogue. Like Keanu went through the script and went, no, because literally I, I want to say Keanu's got maybe 15 or 20 lines of this whole film. Like when the guy's like, you know, it's, I'm sorry, I got to kill you, John. And he goes, yeah, maybe not. You know, like that's like literally all he says. Like, it, 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 I think it's better when he speaks less, but I did like the supporting characters who are coming in. Um, so I definitely, they definitely set it up for a sequel. Uh, for more to carry on. Whether John Wick's in it or not, that's questionable. We didn't give spoilers out, so I'm not going to spoil the ending. We did not say spoilers at the beginning of this one. So we're not, we haven't spoiled anything. I'm not going to give away. But I do feel like some of the secondary characters that they brought in have potential to carry on in a, in a franchise. We know they're going to give us a TV show about the hotel, like a prequel of how John Wick got his training and where the he Continental. Came from. Yes, the Continental. By the way, Keanu Reeves said 380 words in a 3-hour film. 380 words, yeah. And and that and that's enough. I really is. I mean, we didn't get any lines like everybody keeps asking me if I'm back and I haven't had an answer. Well, guess what? Yeah. I'm thinking I'm back. You know, we didn't get that moment, and I'm okay with that. I am okay with that. Keanu has a very strange delivery. Uh, you either love him or you hate him, but I love his dedication. Like the work he's put in on these films, he doesn't need to talk. Like it shows in his actions. Like this is an action movie and you can see that the dude is dedicated to his craft. Like it, it, you believe he's this hitman. Like it, it's crazy, dude. Like I just really enjoyed it. And I think, uh, I, like, I, like we said, if you like the first three, you're, there's no way you don't like this one. I'd be shocked. You know, I, I really enjoyed it. <clears throat> so, uh, well, I'll tell you this. Um, it's not the best one to me. No. It, it one is by oh, far. 100%. And, 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 and it's not even close. It's one was so genius and creative and mind-blowing and just the whole the whole story and the process of figuring out like all of this hitman and underground the introduction to this crazy and world. this world yeah, like, yeah. It, two three and four regardless of how you feel about any of them they're not even close to one to me no i think four is now now do you think four is the second best or what do you think i think that four is probably the third best okay um and i was trying to think about this I think I really liked three. Oh, I love three too. Three's yeah. when they put the hit on him, right? Yes. And they're like going through like New York and all, like they're just all over the town. Yeah, it like opens up with him being chased down and people trying to kill him and it just never stops. My problem with three is I felt like they never let up on the gas to talk or develop the characters. So I was trying to figure out if I liked two or three. Remember, I remember two, but two's the one where he pops the dude in the end, right? Uh, Where he basically gets kicked out. Yeah, kicks him out of the hotel, and he's incommunicado, and then they put the hit on him, and three picks right up. Like, he is on the run, and they're after him, and you just go in three. Like, you, they never take their foot off the brake, except when they introduce Halle Berry. Here, here's what I'll say. Her character was just weird. Here's what I will say. Yeah. Because I haven't watched two and three recently. It's, it's been a minute, yeah. One is by far the best. It's not close. 100%. And right now, two, three, and four are even with me. Right. I need to go back and really watch them all again. It's been a minute. To be honest. Yeah. yeah. Ultimately, fantastic. You will enjoy it. If you like the John Wick character in the movies, you're going to be uh, all in on this. There's no moment as good in the first one. It, it, like I said, it's the origin story. It's where you introduce the character and you learn how badass he really is. The moment when 
the big baddie goes to his son and goes, do you realize what you've done? And he goes, what? That fucking nobody? And he goes, that fucking nobody is John Wick. Hey, did, did you hit my son? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Why did you hit my son? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He killed John Wick's dog. And stole his car. And stole his car. Yeah. And, and, the, and the hitman, or the, the mafia boss goes, oh. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You don't get a moment like that in two, three, or four. No, no, no. I mean, and when he tells his son, I once saw him kill a man in a bar with a pencil, a fucking pencil. Like, it, it's just those moments. And when he calls John Wick on the phone in the first, now we're doing a John Wick one review. But when he calls him on the phone and he says, now, John, let's not resort to our baser actions here. Let's be men. Let's talk about this. And Keanu don't say shit. Keanu just hangs up on the phone on him and they go, what did he say? And the guy goes, yeah, he said enough. <laughs> like, like, dude, that's it, man. Those moments, you don't get that in two, three or four. When you introduce a character, those moments make that movie. Did you catch though in four? And I wish they had had John Wick do it. Kane, the hitman, does kill a guy with a pencil. Did you yeah. catch? Yeah, he stabs the dude in the, somewhere in the fight, he loses a sword pulls out a pencil and, and jacks the dude in the neck. And I'm like, I liked that, but I'm like, why not have John Wick do that? Like, why it should have been John Wick. But I like the I like the fact that they put it in, but I was like, oh man, that was cool. But it would have been cooler if John Wick did it. But man, they gave John Wick a nunchuck scene. And I was just like, fuck yes, dude. Nunchucks. But when I think nunchucks, look, I grew up on Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee was so fast with those nunchucks. Like my entire life, when I think nunchucks, I think of Bruce Lee and in Fist of Fury and Enter the Dragon. He's so quick with it. John Wick, as much as I love the nunchuck scene, John Wick looked like he was in slow motion with those fucking nunchucks. Like a couple of moments where he flipped it over his shoulder and did it. It was still really cool. But I am just so used to Bruce Lee, but I thought it was great that they incorporated other types of guns, other types of... But yeah, man, I, I loved it. Of course, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's not anywhere near to the level of the first one. But if you love the first one, love the second, love the third, there's no way in fucking hell you're not going to enjoy this movie. I highly recommend it. I'm giving it the 209 cosign, John Wick Chapter 4. Go see it. If you can, go see it in IMAX. It may be too late because I think now you've got Mario Brothers in IMAX and Dungeons and Dragons. But there is an aerial scene where the camera looks down on the car when he's spinning it out, like he's drifting. And as he's drifting and going in a circle, he's popping dudes off. And I was so sorry that I was not watching that in IMAX. I was like, fuck, man, that would have been amazing in IMAX. So if you've got the opportunity to see it in IMAX, do it. But I still even just seen it on the big screen. It's necessary, I think. Unless you got an 80 inch at the house, you know, you're not going to do it justice, man. It needs to be seen on the big screen. All right, man. Go check out John Wick 4. Go Kings Go. Beat that ass. Light that motherfucking beam. Mm -hmm. Let us know if you saw John Wick. Let us know what you thought. Please. Let us know if you're rooting for the Kings. Let us know if you're rooting for somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, also, won't be named. Hey, yeah. why is Draymond Green... The worst human on the planet. Oh, no, let me ask you this. Let me, ask. let me rephrase that. I'm sorry. That's not nice. Is Draymond Green the worst person on the planet? And why is the answer yes? Go ahead. 
discuss amongst yourselves. Get back to us. We'll talk about it in a later episode. All right, man, get us out of here. In the immortal words of my man, George Clinton, anything good is nasty, but it ain't good unless you play with it. So go out there and have some fun, my people. And until the next time, we will see you in the 209. I thought you were going to say George Clooney for some reason. <laughs> I got to pee. That's all I know. Yeah. <laughs>